Last year, around this (laughs) time-ish, Emily Rudeau joined me on the Roots Change podcast, and guess what, friends? Guess who's back? (laughs) Back again. I'm Amy, a life and wellness coach. You're listening to Roots Change, a Grow With Me podcast. Every week, myself and others come on to share something we've learned in our own journey and hopes it helps you and yours. There's a plethora of information and tools we can use to know ourselves more deeply. Things that we can use to help guide us through our life to understand our best and our not-so-best self. To help us to know when we're doing really good and when we might need a little attention. Astrology is one of my favorites. It really was just such a catalyst for deeper self-awareness and more growth. This episode is full of laughter, great information, clarity on what's going on in our universe and within the human consciousness. I just feel very strongly you're going to appreciate having listened. So I guess I should stop talking so that you can. Anybody is watching this, I just want to say, hey, you're helping grow the future of Roots Change. This is something that I will be offering as part of our membership starting up in December. It's going to be held on Mighty Networks. Some of you tried working with me there this time last year, and I finally have the courage to try again. We don't have to give up. We can press pause. We can regroup. We can work through the hiccups. We can work through our own stuff so that we can try again. And so I am. And I'm joined today by Emily Rudeau. You all might recognize her in this Facebook group she was here before and she's a member. I'm just so glad to have her. Before I do a full introduction, I'm going to remind myself that we're not recording this for (laughs) for Facebook group. It's for the pod. So you guys are watching a live recording of the podcast. I wish I could take full credit of being conscious of how my brain works and my willingness to trial and error things and look at them deeply. But turns out that is just my makings. That is astrologically who I am. I have learned that through you. That is also how I am designed. I really have loved learning more about myself through human design. And every way I know myself is just like another layer, and but it's all the same. And so not everybody is like that. And I think it's important to say we sometimes push ourselves to be more willing to do that and it might not feel good. And that just may not be the way that you learn and evolve. Yeah, everybody's approach is distinct to them, Um, but it's that it's that willingness to try. And of course, sometimes we can't try in a moment, right? We're we're in something and we're meant to be feeling it. We're meant to be facing that. And that feels like sometimes trying by not moving, (laughs) trying by staying still. Um, But when you do have just that willingness, you used the word courage earlier, right? Which is funny 
you know, just two days ago, I had a smaller yoga class and it was all people familiar to me. And I said, what do you guys want? And the only request that came through was courage. Mm. And I, I was like, right on. I love that request. Such a, such a distinct request separate from, you know, open up my quads. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's get courage from yoga. But, you know, that willingness to try that willingness to step into courage, I think is um, maybe the hallmark of this time period in humanity and what we're all sort of here doing together. Yes. Emily is here today because I want everybody to truly hear firsthand from someone who actually knows what they're talking about, how we can use our natal chart, and the current transit to really guide ourselves through life. And she has something coming up for her own business. She has a course that really teaches you all about your natal chart and how to do that. And so this was just divine timing. So thank you so much for joining. And I guess, why don't you just take the wheel with this interview? just take over and tell us the things that we need to know, the things that will really help us and kind of just give us some insight as to what is happening in our vast universe because we all are feeling all types of everything all the time, but right now feels very interesting. Totally. Well, I think for people, regardless of if you're a beginner or an advanced astrology person, right? The number one thing to understand is you are an intricate piece of the universe, right? Cosmologically, what's happening on a mathematical level is harmonically and fractally, this is real math, by the way, but complicated math, coming down and happening in a reverberation inside of you and among humans, as well as in nature, right? We see this through things like the Fibonacci sequence, through the harmonic understanding of the ratios of time, um, lots of cool things like that, that I could just, you know, nerd out on for a while. Uh, Like I'm already saying, okay, I'm going to have to come back and listen, which I will when I edit, because now I have a bunch of words to look up. You know, math life, um, math life seeping into the personal. And so when when people are working with the transits, what's really important to understand is you are a distinct energetic vibration and really a series and a system. Um, in astrology, we use the word microcosm for the person. We say every person is a microcosm, right? What does that literally mean is a small universe. And so you hear this um, in various forms of religion, spiritual context throughout history, where they say, oh, every human is a world unto themselves. And what they're talking about is that the way you specifically are is interacting with the cosmos in a particular way. And so the current transits happen and they affect each of us differently. It can be very useful, right? We have this dictum to know thyself, right? I forget who said that off the top of my head. One of the great philosophers or math people from the Grecian tradition, I'm pretty sure. Um, And so to know yourself, right? Sounds so simple. It's like when you're a kid, people say, well, just go to school and be yourself. Mm. 
I remember as a child, I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I don't even know what myself is. I feel like I'm just taking in information right at that point. And so being myself, of course, you can't not be yourself. And yet, do you know what the very self is, right? When you wake up in the morning, do you know where you just came from? When you walk to the bathroom in the morning, do you know the mechanisms by which that's happening in the body, the very complex and intricate things, right? And so, and so that's all well and good. But when we look at astrology, we actually look at our energetic vibration and how that's interacting with the present moment. So when is the good time for you to do things? This is a very common question in horoscopes as well as in business astrology, right? When you're planning when to launch a product, when you're planning when to um, make a particular move, when to sign a big contract. Um, for the record, I don't suggest people do that for minutia because that will make you crazy. But you know, if you're planning your wedding date or the launch of a major thing, right? Then sure, go ahead and, and plan that out. Just dawned on me. I have planned a wedding date and never even considered. <laughs> Did I never even thought? Hmm. <laughs> well, hopefully when, when is your wedding? Um, June 10th, June 9th. No, June 10th. Well, it's a nice date and we'll be past the period where Venus is invisible for the next couple months. So, um, but I, I haven't looked at that date, but if you want, I'll, I'll glance at it for you later. Um, I, I'm sure it's great. So people tend to actually intuit good dates to get married when the relationship is healthy. Um, that's a fun fact that you'll often notice when you look retroactively at people's charts. Um, but for the people like sort of watching this who are like, well, I don't know astrology. So how can this help me? It doesn't take much to understand certain simple things in astrology that you can start to do for yourself that are going to catapult you. And it's almost like a quantum leap. That was a careless use of a physics metaphor, but nevertheless, it's like that you suddenly step into what feels like almost a parallel universe where you're like, oh, I feel good here. I feel confident. I feel like myself. I feel like there's success coming in and these synchronicities start to occur. And very often people who start to move into astrology, they really want that experience because they've started to notice, oh, I'm connected with the universe. And this isn't like some out there kind of woo-woo stuff, even though it might seem that way at first. It's like literally you're breathing air in, you're exhaling air out. That's, you know, the photosynthesized, you know, exhalation of the trees. This is coming from sunlight. There's some very literal connections we have physiologically with astrology. And so um, the things people can start to do, you know, is look at certain simple things. I think last time we talked, we talked about the moon sign and how self-care is a big word that we throw around and we're like, what's it mean? Well, it means candles and bubble baths and flowers. Well, some, for some people, there's a candle. For some people, it is candles and bubble baths and flowers, but for most people, it won't be because that's a very specific wavelength of care. 
Um, and so for some people, it has to do with connecting with community. For some people, it means stepping into a role as a leader. For some people, it means saying no to something or someone. Other people, they got to go for their self-care in relationship with others. They gotta do things that connect them with other beings. Some people need a creative outlet, right? So you'll see this and let's see, there would be 12 times 12 times eight different ways to have self-care and really times 365, if that makes sense. Um, so there's a wide way to figure it out. But if you're just getting started, you could look at your moon sign and anybody who's watching this live, you can email me your birth data. I'll tell you what your moon sign is. So you don't have to go through the painful, the painful process of figuring out the math yourself. Um, but the phase the moon was in the sign, the moon was in and the house the moon was in will show you that information. And Amy, I know you've looked at this because you've been in the membership and every month, well, every couple of weeks, sometimes every week in the membership, we have an AMA where I go through people's charts and help them sort that out. And community is important to me. So I just want to take a moment to agree and say um, it is quite a leap. And when you start to use your natal chart and start to understand yourself in new ways through astrology, community is important to me. And so being here with you right now and choosing, you know, to further my experiences with community and invite more people in however I can is actually self-care. It's scary, mm -hmm. but it is also supporting my own well-being because it's something that I thrive with and I would have known that I would have never I would have never known so I love that you said it's scary too because so often people come for astrology and they say you know they come for a medical reading they want help with their well-being they come for a financial reading they want help making more money right and astrology does help you do that I've seen I sort of, it's sometimes it scares me how accurate it is. Cause I'm like, well, the astrology says you need to do this to make more money. And the people who go out and do it a hundred percent of the time, I've seen that actually yield results when they <laughs> take the specific actions. And so sometimes I'm even, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but sometimes people don't want to take those actions for the very reason that it is scary. Is it dangerous? No, right? It's not dangerous to start to be yourself, but it does feel scary. And we have, um, many of us, a deep fear of being truly seen as we are, right? A deep fear of someone like looking at you, seeing exactly what you are. And I think the fear comes from, well, maybe they'll reject something that's very core to me. Maybe they'll see me and they won't like me, right? Maybe someone I deeply love and care about will see a truth about me and then they won't accept me. But whenever we allow ourselves to be seen fully and we step into what we truly are, right, which is an ever unfolding process in the present moment, we, we actually allow others to love us. Whereas before we were saying, you know, I'll take this much love, but no more, no thank you. 
right? Which if you think about in success in every area of your life, you might also be doing. I'll take this much happiness in a relationship, in my career, in my life purpose, in my community, with my children, right? With my creative endeavors in my spiritual life, but no more, right? Because it is scary. And, you know, I, I won't stand on a high horse and pretend like I'm not scared to death too when I take my next leap of faith into the thing that I know I need to do for my well-being, but that, you know, is terrifying, right? It, it is scary. And to your point about community, we can do it together, right? Sometimes it helps to have this proof in your astrology chart and you can take tiny steps and prove it to yourself right? Um, you can take a tiny step and say, okay, well, my house with finance has these two signs and these planets. What if I started embodying them in just the smallest, most subtle way? What if I changed my financial habits in such a way that I really held my own, own values, right? Held my own value of not just what money is, but like what I value. What if I started spending according to my values saving according to my values, and most importantly, living according to my own personal sort of ethical compass that I believe in, right? Not that was dictated to me by the nun at Catholic school or, you know, society telling me I have to be a certain way, but this is what I really value and want. Well, then you see like with those tiny changes, big things can happen. And so that's what I love astrology. And really that's why I created the Astrology Academy course is for people to everyday people, right? Because this is a time period in history where this tool is meant to be used again and is meant to help catapult us into the next phase of human existence. Which is because not everybody knows. Oh, um, so the Aquarian age is dawning. The Piscean age is passing away. The Piscean age is something, a lot of cool stuff happened in it, right? The last 2000 years, history unfolded. Um, and yet it's a time when the majority of humans were not able to gain access to these very high potency degrees of light where you're not struggling anymore. You're not existing in lack and you're not existing in suffering, but that you're in a state of ease and harmony. And the, there were always people, by the way, who existed in a state of ease, harmony, and spiritual awareness, but there weren't very many compared to the rest of humanity. This coming age is one where the majority of humanity, in fact, everyone in humanity will have equal access to these states, okay? And so everyone who incarnated in this life we're all hearkening in this age together. And you'll notice the children being born right now, the kids you meet, a lot of them are very tapped in and aware. I mean, they're still children, right? So they're doing childish things, but they're, sometimes I meet kids and I'm like, wow, you're. My children are more grown than me. And they're ranging between 13 and 21. And they always have. Now, when I say grown, what I mean is emotionally aware and in tune with what is happening and being not willing to not see what needs to be seen. Does that make sense? Like, 
and I know not every child is like this, but I have noticed it even when, because we're about the same age. If we think about how we were in high school compared to if you're familiar with anybody who's in high school now, you might be like, holy shit, a lot has changed. And it has. And I just want to quickly say that I have noticed the shift and played it out for everybody in real life. You know, three years ago, I wasn't talking about this. It's still like a journey, but I can feel it in my own spirit, like how I'm evolving and the conversations are shifting. And this is just like the perfect time for everybody to learn their natal chart, to learn how to read it and use a transit as a guide. It's just everything is imperfect. It just all makes sense right now. Anyway. It does. And, you know, the people who are here who are in this sort of age range, you know, I would say. 30s to 60s right now who are kind of like like there's the new generation coming up right and then there's this group of people who are here and one purpose that we're here to do is help nurture this next group and another one is to nurture ourselves so to say okay we were born in this you know 60s 70s 80s and we're we're the world was different back then and in a certain way, there were nice things about it, right? The way my mother called me to come home was not via cell phone. She would stand on the porch, <laughs> scream my name, <laughs> you know? Um, and I was I was imagining, I had just visited my parents actually um, a couple of weeks ago. And I was imagining they did actually go out on the porch and look for me at one point when I went <laughs> And I was just remembering them standing there as a kid screaming. Um, I have a tendency to leave my cell phone. So they were like, where'd she go? <laughs> we didn't even have cell phones when I was a teenager. And oh. now if someone was to stand on their porch and like yell for their child, I feel like people would be concerned. <laughs> totally. Which I think was they weren't why they weren't yelling. <laughs> but yeah, when I was a kid, we had those I remember like there was a kid in my high school who had a phone in their room, like a wall phone. And we were all like, wow. (laughs) I had like a 250 foot cord. I'm 40 years old. (laughs) I remember those long cords. Those were fancy too. And then the, the ones that, that don't have cords. That was luxury. Yeah. And then they have those sort of see-through ones. Those were, anyway. um, (laughs) We're getting off topic, darn it. (laughs) Been obsessed with phones for a while as a culture. (laughs) But, you know, the purpose is like, yeah, there was something nice about those times. I'm not saying that there isn't value in every time, but what's going on right now is this group of people. And there are certain problems, of course, that have arisen now societally that we're addressing. a lot of them are illusions of problems. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them are illusions of problems as America goes through its Pluto return. So I want to give people hope and say, even if things look bad on the surface, um, the astrology actually suggests that we can see through that and see it as a comeuppance of clearing energy. You know, when you start to do sort of energetic healing work, you go to therapy or you start doing work with beautiful Amy or something. And then you're like, wow, 
Um, this happens all the time with restorative yoga practice too. You're like, wow, that was so relaxing. And then the next day you're like, here's a comeuppance of all of these dark feelings, anger, despondence, grief, right? That has been stored in the tissues and is now releasing. And so societally we're doing that. And so we're seeing things clearly, perhaps for the first time and it looks bad, but really what we're doing is most people are well-meaning at heart and we're sort of looking at it and saying, okay, no more. We're not doing that anymore. That happened in the past. No one wants that to happen now. We're not doing it. Done. Um, and so we're moving through that and we're moving into this state of the dawning of this Aquarian age where you, me, our neighbors, everybody has equal access to say, you know what, I'm not just going to be a homo sapien. I'm going to be like an illuminated human being. I'm going to, and this might sound weird to people who haven't studied this, but they say we've junk DNA and most of our brains aren't used. According to these systems, it's not junk. Don't let anyone cut out pieces of your brain or alter your DNA because your DNA will come online and there's so much more that humans are capable of. And this is this is the weird stuff that we ignore as a society, but that has been proven, right? There are CIA studies on this. There's yoga studies on this. There's medical studies on this. And every once in a while, you're like, wow, there's this human and they're, they're a superhuman, right? And we, we have words like this, or we're like, wow, you know, you read autobiography of a yogi and he's talking about people who fabricate things out of thin air and like just truly impossible sounding stuff. But these people have actually accessed their DNA and are able to um, awaken their higher potencies, right? This is where we get things that seem impossible. You're like, okay, well, that person seems like they're psychic. They have a sixth sense about them, we say, or how did they know that was going to happen, right? How did, how did my friend who's a little you know, out there in spirituality seem to predict the very thing that was going to happen in my life. Well, they have awakened those pieces of their brain, which happens through meditation, certain practices, and coming online with yourself. By the way, astrology is that intermediary zone where you read your distinct human personality in the distinct personality of time and can start to line up and maybe I'll say this because you're so tapped in, Amy, to the point where eventually you move into the fulcrum of your circle. So the astrology chart is a circle. There's a center point. And when you can be the full circle and embody the center point, then things start to wake up. And um, sometimes people, I think the Americans in particular, were like, oh my gosh, that sounds hard because I have to do all this work, right? I have to do all this work to do that. Um, but you don't, <laughs> it's like you do sort of like you have to, you have to take the steps, but once you take the steps, it's almost like friends show up to help you. People are there on your team. Like we're not just holding the light against some gale storm of wind and we're the solo person fighting for good. No, you're on a team of everybody trying to do their best. And I think that's what your business is all about is helping people do this. And that's what mine is all about, helping people do this, forming communities around this and 
Um, if people want to know how to do that, one of the best things, I mean, in my biased but strong opinion is learn astrology. It's definitely a jumping off point that you live in. So it will escalate you. It will support you. It's It's been a game changer for me. And I suggest everybody at least, at least learn or pay somebody to help you go through your natal chart and and, in an unbiased way. Not just because I feel like sometimes we want to or have a tendency to use information about ourselves to justify ourselves or to explain something about ourselves but it's like with a biased intention so I would suggest you go into it open like willing to see whatever is there and know that it's you and it's all good even the parts that feel dark and more difficult because there has to be dark and difficult for there to be the opposite and we see it in our chart. Yeah, you do want to be careful uh, to find an astrologer or to read your astrology in a way that is fairly unbiased, right? Because um, every once in a while, I have a client come through and they have like a horror story of going to someone who suggested they would die or get some disease. If just so everybody knows, if you ever go to an astrologer who suggests time of death or sort of disease that's coming, unless if you already have a disease and you're asking about it to a medical astrologer, which is something I do do, but just because something's in your chart does not mean it will manifest physically and you cannot predict ethically the timing of of misfortune and things that look like misfortune in transits often are actually blessings in disguise and don't manifest as misfortune at all, but manifest in forms of personal trial. And you can see this and you have to measure it against like where the person is and what's going on. And so you can sort of, as the astrologer, a good astrologer will be able to tell you on what level this might be happening for you. Um, and so just, just a caveat, like if you see something and you're reading in a textbook, oh, this is bad, (laughs) throw it out. They, they're not reading your full chart. You're reading like a piecemeal thing. Um, there is hope in every transit. There is. And I have noticed it since I have gotten more knowledgeable and open to it and more curious is when there's something going on with the well, there's always something going on astrologically. I mean, like, um, but when there's something going on in the transit, like we'll say Mercury retrograde, because that's something everybody hears about and blames things on Mercury retrograde. No wrong. Like, yes, there can be certain things that are happening, but also that's not even the, there's like a blessing there because we learn something about ourselves. And then when, I don't even know if what I'm saying is right, but it feels like when it goes direct, I'm just going off this last transit. You have clarity and an invitation to like use what you've learned to move forward and continue to evolve. 
Absolutely. And maybe I'll send you this article I did with Reader's Digest several, it was a year or two ago now on Mercury retrograde and why it's not a bad thing. That one was about a particular Mercury retrograde, but if you read just the introduction, it really explains what it is, right? In a society where we like to move forward, communicate quickly, work, 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 Mercury retrograde is a time that dictates mental rest and reflection. That piece of our brain that can say, okay, not just I have to communicate output, 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 but how do I communicate? Is it working for me? Is it what I want to keep doing, right? How am I thinking about things? How am I speaking to myself? And so there's a huge benefit to that time if you're able to say, you know what, instead of forcing myself to perform, I'm allowing myself to rest and look at my mind, um, then it can be a profoundly healing and beneficial event. Yes. So in my brain, this is how this works. So let's pretend we're still in Mercury retrograde. We're not. Let's say that we have something important we need to do like a Zoom or something that requires technology. Your technology is not working. Meanwhile, there's other things going on in your life that also need your attention that you're pushing to the side. This is my experience. Now, when technology no longer works, it's not working how we want it to. I have a choice. I can push through, get mad, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Or I can consider the fact that I am in a Mercury retrograde and the universe is showing me something. It's asking me to step back. This is probably way wrong, but this is how I use it in my life. And then you have an opportunity to just say, okay, this isn't working. Why? Why isn't it working? What should I be focusing on? And these things, they bubble up and then you know. Right. And you can still, like I traveled during Mercury retrograde. Did I get my flight canceled and have to go 24 hours later? Yes. But but it still worked. Right. And so, and so I was just like, well, this is, oh, well. You planned for it. You knew it was possible. Whatever. (laughs) I did. I knew it was possible. Everything was fine. I still had a lovely trip. Right. And, and so when you're doing mercury retrograde things, it's not that you can't, and here's the things astrologers always say, sign a contract, travel, communicate, do your zoom call. It's not that you can't do that. It's just that you do it a little more slowly. You're like, okay, I'm going to restart the computer. Okay. I'm going to reschedule, you know, my taxi ride to the airport. Okay. I'm going to just not send that email within five minutes. I'm going to send it three hours from now because something happened right with whatever it's, it's when we realize that if we go a little more slowly, it's still fine. Then you'll start to enjoy mercury retrograde. In fact, I mean, I don't relish it because I like when things go, (laughs) but I do tend to enjoy it when it's happening. Cause I'm just like, Oh, that's a shift that you have when you understand it when you don't understand what is happening then you're more apt to be frustrated and upset when things aren't working out when you know it's different you have a choice yeah I I'm a child of the 90s not a child of the 90s it's 
whatever. I'm an eighties baby, but, um, but I always remember there was a Seinfeld episode where Elaine, if you remember the show, she is on a subway train and in her brain, she's screaming. It's like very crowded. The train has stopped and she's just screaming. Move! <laughs> and I always think about her in that moment in Mercury retrograde, she's like going to a wedding or something. She has a box and she's, does anyone, I remember very few episodes from that thing. So clearly, but. That meant something to you. I don't remember that episode specifically, but I can see it in my mind because I'm familiar with the show and Elaine is one of my favorite characters. And and yes, that makes perfect sense for what we're talking about. I remember that one and the one where, Kramer tries to drive a car. He's test driving a car and he like wants to drive it on empty just to live, <laughs> just to feel alive. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Okay. We can even use this show as an example of something being good and fun and wholesome. And also there's some parts that maybe weren't so much just from Seinfeld, just some of the characters in it, the actual human beings behind it. You know, there was some racial slurs made by the the main one uh, later, but it doesn't mean that the whole show is garbage. Like you can still see, like I can appreciate Seinfeld and not, and not feel like it's all bad because of this one thing that happened. So obviously I'm backtracking to how we are like entering into age of Aquarius. Anyway, we're running out of time and I really want you to tell us about your course, what people are going to learn in it, like what they can expect. So this course is so fun. Um, I've had people take it who have never, they don't know their sun, moon or rising sign. And I've had people take it who are professional astrologers. Um, It's a six-week course. You can take the lessons on your own time via video, and then we meet weekly to look at your chart to help you understand it. And it will take you from not knowing astrology to having like a robust, and in my opinion, um, very good understanding of what astrology is and how you can use it for a tool in your own life. I have a robust workbook that you get upon registration. So when you sign up, you get it right away. And it's, it's a journal and it walks you step by step through the right questions to ask, to really understand your chart. And I just, I just love the journal. I was going through it, um, a week or two ago to sort of set it up. So when people sign up, they get it. And I was just like, Oh, um, who knows? I might publish it through my publisher later. Um, for, for people just more generally, but, um, so it's a really cool thing. And at the end I have added bonuses and I'm always adding to the bonuses. So if you wind up taking it and you know something about astrology that you're like, Ooh, I'm curious about this, right? What is the house structure for the age of Aquarius? What are progressed, progressed charts? What about couples compatibility, right? Which I already have a bonus on couples compatibility. So you'll get that anyway, but it will take you from not knowing to knowing. 
And it will take you from not knowing how to use this as a tool in your life to having distinct abilities to implement astrology in a way that will align you. And, and it's really interesting stuff. I tend to go a bit into the cultural components too. So um, many of the world religions, many of the historical ages, many of the ancient mythologies um, are just sort of mentioned in there so that, you know, the things you've seen culturally your whole life, you'll be like, oh, that was a reference to this. You're giving a broader view. I really like that. And I can say, because I do have a girlfriend who after our first interview immediately signed up, had never even met you or anything. And she went and she signed up for that course last time you had it. And she has been such a support system to me. Um, like when we're not meeting on zoom as a group, but like, you know, like how friends, like you got your girlfriend, you have your, your friend. And like, when there's some weird shit going on, I can reach out to her and we pull up my chart and she has been teaching me and she's helped she is helping me to learn more about myself mm -hmm. and she doesn't know all the things all at once, but I, she'll get into a book because she has an idea of what it might be. And she, she's content, like she's learning still. And so it's like something that you're not just going to be, I didn't even take it. And I <laughs> sell the shit out of it. You know, <laughs> she wasn't just done after six weeks. Like she's continuously now studying and learning. So I think it's a really good thing. I plan to do it myself sometime very soon. That makes me so happy to hear. Um, I love your friend. I know who you're talking about. And she was amazing to have in this course. And I just want people to know, like when they take courses with me, I'm a one woman business. Sometimes people think I'm a three person business because I get by with a little help from my friends. <laughs> I just happen to have a couple of friends who are like, oh, I can fix your website. And then people think I have, but, um, but I'm a one woman business and I, these classes tend to be intimate and I am there for each and every person who takes it. So the whole six weeks you get support, which honestly, um, if you were to do this would be about five times the amount of money <laughs> that I charge for the course. So it's a really good, it's a really good thing. and. I love, you know, and I guess we're leaving her anonymous. Your friend took it. She was so great. And the people who join it, as well as the people in my astrology membership, which, you know, you mentioned you were a part of, um, it's just, it's probably the most fulfilling thing about what I do is seeing the people use it and have real life results um, and help people, right? you don't have to be an astrologer with 13 years of experience to use this, to do it, to implement things. In fact, it's not everyone is meant to be a professional astrologer. You can take it if you're a professional astrologer, it will help you. Um, but you don't have to be a professional astrologer to use this. And in fact, the system is meant to be used by the people for the people in the Aquarian age at the risk of sounding like a founding father by the people for the people. <laughs> yes, but it's okay. This is a new dawning and I say, yes, you can. Thank you so much, Emily, for people who have never been exposed to you before. Where do we find you? 
So my name is Emily Ridout. You can find me at emilyridout.com. Um, if you forget my name, just Google Astro Yoga. I'll be all over that Google search. You'll find me. Um, I'm on Instagram at Emily Ridout Astro Yoga. And um, if you sign up for my mailing list, you'll get a weekly video telling you a little bit about what's going on in the stars. And you'll also receive a free ebook download of Astro Yoga for your sun sign, which is a short guide that will help you get started if you want to start practicing yoga for your astrology. And you'll learn a lot just from being on her newsletter. So if you're not quite sure that this is for you, at least get on her newsletter because she's been dropping all types of wisdom leading up to this. When do you start? We start October 19th. So you have enough time to sign up before then. Um, sign up sooner rather than later so you can start thumbing through your journal. You don't have to understand the journal until the lessons, but you'll you'll get that started. And if you sign up before October 19th um, with enough time in advance, you can email me your birth data and I'll send you an, your astrology chart. Aw, so thoughtful. You're always so generous. Next month, you're going to be joining me again on Instagram, uh, doing a month of self-care with the Roots Change community and anybody else who can find me <laughs> on social media. I want you there. We're going to spend an entire month like prioritizing ourselves, taking care of ourselves in November. And you've agreed to do a live with me to talk about astrology and self-care. So you guys make sure you pay attention because there's good coming from everywhere. My curiosity for astrology has grown into a passion. I can't imagine my life without it. One of the very first things that I do every single day is look at the current transit. It has become a part of me. It's part of my self-care practice. And yes, friends, it can feel really overwhelming when you start to dive into the world of astrology. There's a lot of information there, but guess what? You can take your time. You don't have to know all the things. You can focus on just a few things, just like plant medicine and plant allyship. I'm not learning all the things. I'm focusing on three plants at a time. Too much of anything is not a good thing, so take it slow. I would suggest you start by having your natal chart done. If you can do it, I would have somebody like Emily or an astrologist that you trust actually go through your chart with you. But if you can't, there are so many resources there are so many resources online that will help you get started for free. And if the course she has coming up, I think right now, next week, very soon, if that sounded like something that you are interested in, go check it out. I don't get anything for suggesting that you do. I just really have loved the information I have gained through her wisdom. And I know other people who have and they loved it. So why not? Sharing is caring. Roots change with every choice we make until the next time you are loved you are worthy and you can achieve anything